there. Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. And a all odds, although some people did call it, we beat Man City after three losses in a row. Three losses away to City in a row as well. It as well, uh, saying uh, three losses in a row to Man City. Tottenham always going to be difficult, but I don't think, well, certainly I didn't expect that at all. But I thought we looked really good. So they obviously had a lot more possession. And, you know, I said last week on Friday, top four is done because I was so angry after the Wolves game. And now I'm believing again. Why did Tottenham do it to me? Why do I allow them? Uh, two they suck you guests. in, mate. They suck you in. That's the problem. <laughs> two great guests for me. Brad, who's been on numerous times. How are you doing, Brad? You're doing Chris, right? Yeah, and uh, Josh. How are you doing, Josh? I think yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. Honest. Second time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you said it yourself. They suck us in. Uh, <laughs> It's like so a rollercoaster of emotions, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a rollercoaster. You, you, got, you go on some deep plummet and then all of a sudden there's just something that you, you're, on the up, you're on the incline again. We're going to yeah. crash. We're going to crash. Oh, no, it's like Thunderbirds, yeah. isn't it? We're going to crash. Yeah. I'm not going to make Josh, one, yeah. five. <laughs> Josh, I know you've got a, a YouTube channel. It's in the description anyway. But uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, where can people find it? No, I've just said it's on YouTube. But uh, tell us a bit about it. Yeah, so Josh, the top guy, I'm on, uh, I'm on YouTube. I've taken a little bit of a break from making content for a little while. Um, Sort of took the whole of the whole, whole of January off. Slowly starting to get back into the swing of it, so we're getting there. We're getting there, but yeah, Josh the Tottenham guy over on YouTube, JTTG eighteen eighty two over on Twitter. If you uh, are interested in finding me over there, that's, yeah, that's me. Excellent. Both Josh's and Brad's Twitter handles are in the description, and Josh's uh, channel as well. So let's get into this. Uh, it, it's not often we sort of like you know. Let's get into it quickly because there's a win to talk about, but you usually it's let's prolong it a little bit because there's a bit of a loss. But Conte's just inject tactics... it, just inject it, just inject the moment <laughs> into my veins. Yeah, Conte's tactics. I, I didn't think they were too dissimilar to Nuno's Brad in the in the home game. Let them have it wide because they don't have that striker, and for some reason they were seemingly just crossing it in. I know one goal came from a oh, two, both goals came from a cross essentially, but not onto anyone's head. And we'll talk about the lobbies. Uh, uh, a mistake and the Romero handball in a bit, but I think don't let De Bruyne in the middle have the ball. You've got mm. a chance against Man City, and obviously Kane coming deep, who we'll talk about later. We have to talk about Kane after a few weeks off. Kane coming deep, Kulusevski and Son running wide, and that's our counter attack. But I, I count uh, tactics spot on, weren't they? Well, you have to say oh, they were. Yeah, fun, yeah, but... I mean, it's a, a, a often used cliche, but a Conte masterclass. There's no other way of putting it. Um, well? It's interesting in the Kane-Son interview where they spoke about the pass that Kane made to Son for that first goal. And he said, well, that, they'd been practising that on the training ground that, 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 that Conte had pointed out there was a possible weakness there in the City team to, to get round the back like that. And it, it just worked perfectly. And I think we... I mean, the thing is, we actually played some really good football when we were going mm. forward. We put, Yeah, it was on the break a, a lot of the times. But if you look at the Kane-Kane uh, missed chance, that started mm. in our own penalty area. And we went up the other end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even the, the the winning goal. I mean, yeah, we, we we could have sat back and just let them go on for the draw, but no, let's play some football. And that that winning goal was a, a good piece of football. So all these people, I mean, mainly City fans, obviously, saying, "Oh, it's anti football, anti football," which you're going to say when you lose anyway. But but yeah, it's, it's it's not. It was just just a really good team performance. I mean, Kane, as we'll speak about eight, uh, later, was absolutely brilliant, but. We won that game because we played as a team. It, the team won that game. No real individual won it. So, no, it's actually brilliant. Yeah, and Josh, uh, what did you think of it? I mean, uh, we spoke about it off air. Uh, 
we have a counter-attacking team. Teams who open up against us and attack us, we, we, we're going to have that counter-attack opportunity. Burnley may be different, but uh, yeah. I mean, did I'm... you did you see that result coming? And 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 what did you think of the actual game and the actual performance that we? I've I turned around and the... said, I've turned around and said, a multiple different like WhatsApp groups and stuff that if we didn't play three-five-two, we weren't going to get anything out of this game. <laughs> and obviously, I saw the line up, and I was like, "Oh God, here we go again! It's going to be another another four or five new absolute destruction by Man City." And then, long and behold, we get we, we get three points out of them. Just to put it into perspective, Man City have lost three times this season, all season, and we're responsible for two of those losses. Mm. We we are literally the bogeyman for Man, Man City. Inject yeah. that into my veins. <laughs> it's happened again, Manchester City. It's happened again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just goes to prove we are bigger in every single way, apart from the money that they've got. Mm. Who needs Who needs money when you got contact? Hey? <laughs> but I mean, but I, I was slightly surprised when I saw the lineups, City's lineup. Fernandinho was on the bench, and I, I know he's getting on a bit and everything like that. Rodrigo, I think that's his name, is kind of his replacement, but. He made the same mistake Pep kind of in the in the Champions League final where he didn't play him and then Chelsea had the, the, the middle of the pitch. Certainly with Kane coming deep, which you, you know he's going to do because he's been doing it for two years now. He would have, certainly that first goal, he would have stopped, maybe not stopped it, but he'd have made Kane have to make a touch by which point some would have been offside, I think. Do, do you think he made a mistake, Pep, or do you just think we were spot Pep's on the fraud. money, our, our game plan? Pep's a fraud. Pep's a yeah. fraud. <laughs> yeah. and, or do you think Conte just got his tactics absolute spot on and it doesn't th- matter who was playing for C? I think it's a tactical masterclass by Conte because he played, in theory, he played two different formations, the two different setups. When we were yep. defending, it, we, we were playing the 5 4 1, and then when yep. we were attacking, it was more like a 3 5 2. Mm. It, was, it was perfect. I think the way that we played and, and, and the, uh, the execution of how we played was absolutely incredible. I can't fault a, a single player on our team. Uh, no. even, even even Emerson Royal put in some key passes, and that's saying everything you need to know. Well, I, I thought he was absolutely superb, Emerson. Uh, you know, normally you're asking him to attack, and then when we he plays so to, defensive. Yeah, I think you're asking him to attack, and then when we lose the ball, you've got to switch focus and disciplines to defend. Yeah, he was just asked to defend a couple of times. He went forward, but they were very very few and far between. But when he was just asked, Brad, just defend. He looked really solid. I thought. I, I, I don't think he's a bad defender. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of the, you know, let's give him a bit of a chance fan club. I think you're not the one percent of people that believe that. Well, no, oh, well, <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, maybe I'm the one percent that's right. But I, I, no, I think it was all about opinions. But I think he actually, I think there was a, a stat earlier in the season where he had the, the most tackles in our team. I think he actually can defend. Uh, and yes, we do concentrate on his, his crossing ability, which is. Well, we all know it's rubbish, and we hope that that'll improve. I mean, yeah. Conte in his press conference says my my plan is to improve every player. So there you go. There's one area that can improve. This is so the I, thing. Like before, Emerson Royal come to us. What not a lot of people don't seem to understand is he never played right wing back before yeah, ever. Exactly. Yeah. He come into yeah. Tottenham and was asked to play that right wing back position as a right back. He he proved it yesterday as a defender. He can defend. Yeah, not, yeah. I say yesterday because we always do. He, he proved on Saturday. <laughs> on he Saturday. can defend. <laughs> he can defend. Yeah, but. You, you can't ask him to do two. You can't ask him to do two no. jobs. He has to stick to defending. I think uh, if, I, if he sticks to defence, he's he'll, he'll, he'll slap it. Easy. I think you also had the situation as we, as you said, Josh, about the, the, the five four one when we're defending. So not only did he have uh, Romero helping him out, 
you also had Kulachevsky helping him out as well. And the same on the other side. Kulu's of the a bowler. Oh, Kulu he, is a bowler. Everyone goes on about him not having any pace, but he's very strong. Very strong. Neither, neither did a little player called Teddy Sheringham have any pace. Mm. You know, well, exactly. Exactly. If but, you've got football in brain, you don't really need it. Uh, but, I, I mean, we, we the, the, going back to the right back situation. Okay, let, let's make the caveat that Spurs aren't going to win the title with with, with Emerson Royal and and Doherty as our two right backs. But at the moment, yeah. that's that's what we've got to the end of the season. And I, I got asked this question, who would I see at right back? And I said, without a shadow of a doubt, Emerson, because I think he's a better defender than Doherty is. So, mm. so yeah, so I think we, we need to realise that we, these are the two players we've got for the rest of the season yeah. uh, and then hopefully improve during the, during the summer. But I thought the performance from everyone was, uh, I can't pick a bad, you know, even Lloris, who made that, that error for the, their first goal, that save he pulled yeah, off was absolutely. That was. Um, um, I, that was in. I'm watching that. I thought, oh, there you go. There's the goal, and he somehow saved it. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's it's, it's uh, those sort of things that, you, that that win you games, or or you know, or you don't lose games. But yeah, that was a great save, and it, it made up for that uh, that error in the in the first half. Yeah, and talking of Loris. Uh... He obviously needs to cut the mistakes out. That's three, uh, uh, how many, uh, four in two games now. Uh, I mean, what I do find interesting now, Josh, is that if that was Sanchez who made that mistake, he'd be absolutely destroyed and pillared because it's Loris who has been a brilliant servant and for the best part of a year, two years now, has been absolutely superb. And he obviously made that save. He gets a little bit of a reprieve. Not that I'm saying everyone should be going on, on Loris's back now. But if it was Sanchez, I think people would be going, drop him, useless, absolutely mm-hmm. terrible, get out of my club. Uh, Lovis needs to just cut those mistakes out, right, to to stop that happening. But, you know, it's a testament to him that he didn't let it affect him because that was a, an unbelievable save from uh, Gundogan. But, yeah, he needs to cut those out. Uh, uh, what, what say you on that, that point? I, I think the difference, the, the the analogy that you've given using Davidson Sanchez, I think is a little bit of a reach in the sense of Hugo Lloris will make one or two mistakes, but he always shows that he's still got it in his locker. Davidson Sanchez never has, um, in my opinion anyway. He, he, he made a couple of fumbles against Wolves. Yeah, I mean, he's the reason we conceded two goals against Wolves, but he's also the reason we didn't concede six or seven. And it's the same as Man City. He... You know, he um, he made one mistake, but then he recovered very well, and then he, he still showed it that he has got that athleticism and he's lucky where he 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 will put his body on the line, and 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 die for a ball. When he went that 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 fantastic save that he pulled out of his out of his locker, I was worried afterwards that the guy was going to go off injured. Yeah. But when he went down on his yeah. shoulder, I was like, I, mm, I cannot, yeah, yeah. I, I do not want to see Galini in a Spurs shirt again, <laughs> like ever. So I was I was seriously worried that we Hugo was going to be out injured. But then again, it goes it goes with the whole narrative that it's it's, it's the Tottenham contract extension curse, where you know, they extend their contract and their shit for about four or five weeks, and they come back into form. He's only 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 recently renewed his contract, so like if that curse is as as legit as they say, then it's going to take a little while for him to get back into it. Um, but no, but I mean, for me, Hugo Lloris is he's undeniably the best best goalkeeper in the league for me. Like he's he's not afraid. He's a leader from behind, and he's mm. he's he's fantastic. And I just wish it was more than two years that we got him for now. Mm. Yeah, he'll be thirty six, seven when when that two years is up. So I think the two years is to 
he's in for a year and then he's going to be not trading his replacement but fighting with his eventual yeah. replacement uh, in the second yeah. year but I, th I think <laughs> I mean just does make a good point Galini Galini could not that, that guy could not catch COVID <laughs> 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 and uh, I, I, I guess as well with Loris, you, you, the person you've got after him is Galini that no one's really got any faith in. Uh, Sanchez, he's got well, at least two defenders who are better mm. than him uh, at the club, so that's possibly why he gets it. But in terms of, uh, I know if Tommy's watching, he won't like this. Uh, but Dyer back, uh, you know, we've won a game with Dyer back. I mean, back with Mavet. to show. Yeah, Romero, it says everything. Yeah. Mm. And, and Romero, we've already talked about Emerson looking solid, but I think it deserves a mention again just because how how he's been criticised, quite rightly so. But you know when he he does play well, which I thought he looked absolutely solid, and and deserves a mention there. Romero not in the centre this time, out on the the right with Dyer in the middle. Bad for you? Is that is that the defensive partnership? And did Dyer make that much difference? And, and I, I, you know, die back and Romero moving over. Did that make that much difference? Because City... I, I think so. I think so. Just on the organisational aspect, you could see him. You could see him there, just you know, pulling them up, putting them back to stay there. He was organising it. We haven't looked organised in our defence in the last two games that we lost. Romero is a very, very good player, but I don't. He's again like Emerson. Romero's twenty-three. You know, he shouldn't be in that position where he has to organise the defence. He's a great defender. I'd rather see him playing where all he has to do is defend and Dyer's there doing all, all the organising. I mean, on the other side, Ben Davis had a good game as well in, in that position. So you've you just got to hope that we can keep this team going <coughs> for the rest of the season and that yeah. we don't have any bad injuries. Uh, well, talk because, of Ben yeah, Davis, I, di I didn't know he had the Toby Adderfield ball in him, the, the offside yeah, goal. Was exactly, him, yeah. Uh, I don't know, 50 yeah. yards, 60 yards, I didn't know he had it in him. And again, and again, at the end of the season, when we're looking at improving and, and doing something, you know, I mean, obviously Conte being Conte will want to go for the title. He will want that. And us Spurs fans will want that as well. And yeah, at the end of the season, you have to think, well, okay, Davis has played really, really well there, but you've probably got to upgrade that position if you're going to be winning titles. So, so yeah, but at, at the moment, that's the defence we've got. That's the defence that seemed to play the best. You know, Dyer is, is good at organising them. And yeah, you know, you, you could see them. You could see the line of five and the line of four when we were defending. It was just perfect. Oh, and if that, and that was with what a week of Conte drilling them. So if he can have, if they can, I thought the problem, the problem with our defence in the last two games was not that Conte was, was the fact that they couldn't uh, follow Conte's instructions. But now it seems to me that with Dyer, they've got someone on on the pitch that can communicate those instructions to the players. Whereas I think before they didn't have that. You know, it's all like, what, what do we do now? What do we do now, boss? You know, sort of thing. But when you got that player there, and that, I think that is a, in any good team, you have to have a player on that pitch, though, whether it's Dyer, whether it's whoever. You've got to have a player in the pitch that can follow out the instructions from the coach and communicate it to the team around him. And not, not wanting to bring up the double team because we they brought up, you know, quite a lot. Danny Blanchard did that for Bill Nicholson. Danny Blanchard was Bill Nicholson's man on the pitch. And that's what, that's what all the teams have. And, Hopefully with Tottenham, that's that's what we'll have the re the rest of the season. 
Yeah, a couple of comments. Oh, one comment. Uh, Ryan and Kirst in the chat. Thanks so much for watching. Alan Harris as well. Uh, I thought the super, I'm assuming super chat would be up here. We'll wait till next week. Uh, I don't have anywhere near enough followers, Alan. I'm, I'm well, I'm super chat. We're 191 subscribers at the moment. So everyone watching, thank you so much for watching and getting involved in the chat. Please hit the subscribe. Please hit the like. Uh, and then go into the description. Do the same for Josh on his channel. Um, but yeah, uh, Kulisevsky, Josh. Uh, Clinical and disciplined. I what well, I was uh, <laughs> well, I, I was superbly pleased about his finishing and assisting. If he could look across the line, then you know he'd have had another assist. But uh, that's a very small blight. Uh, being at how we played, uh, we'll let him off that one. But I think the goal. A lot of players might have taken a touch there. The defender then gets onto him and then blocks it because he's too close. He took that very clinically. Obviously, the plan was there. Kane deep, him and Son uh, 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 either side. And he was always looking for the ball. But what I was particularly pleased about is after about 15, 20 minutes, City were getting on top with Emerson being bombarded 2v1 with Cancelo and Sterling. And then Kulisevsky for then 10 minutes has then come back and, and tracked back. Either he's done that himself, Conte's told him to, Emerson's asked him to, or a combination of all three. But, I, I uh, you know how Conte wants forward, but also has that discipline as well to help out the uh, fullback and has that, um, uh, oh, what am I, uh, you know, mindset as well. Um, I mean, he's done himself no harms at all. He's got to be in the starting lineup for Burnley, hasn't he? And then he's got to use this as a benchmark. This is, this is my benchmark. I, I can go high now and continue to play like that because he was yeah. absolutely superb. And if you'd have given him man of the match, Kane will obviously get it. If you'd have given him man of the match, there probably wouldn't have been too many arguments. This is this is the thing. What people were failing to understand is that Kul in that match against Man City, Kulisevsky had 100% goal participation. This guy is an absolute baller. I said this before the before the transfer window even opened. I was over on Tommy's stream when I literally mm -hmm. had made a PowerPoint was, presentation was. about yeah. Kulisevsky, <laughs> saying that this guy is absolutely yeah. incredible. He has racked up the same amount of assists and goals as Lucas Moura in literally a fraction of the playing time. And this is a long-term replacement for Moura. And I think now that he's come into the team and he's performed the way that he has, my point's been proven. Everyone that was sitting there hating Kulu after last week, where are you now? Where are those Kulu haters now? The ones that were saying, oh, he's, he's, he's bang average, he isn't going to fit in. The guy has literally just paid, paid his dues by helping us beat City. Like, there is nothing more satisfactory about a player coming in on his first debut game of the season, banging to assist and getting a goal. That's perfect. That's exactly the kind of creativity player that we need in the midfield. Um, and he was always a threat, wasn't he? He, he was always a, a threat. Always Kane, a threat. Almost, Kane almost yeah. put him through. He was about three yards offside because Kane took an extra touch. <laughs> but the, 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 not anticipation, but the desire to get forward, that's the game plan. Kane comes deep as soon as he gets the ball under control on your bike and and yeah right at the end as well 90 plus nine minutes because the referee decided man city needed another few minutes <laughs> what was that uh, 90 plus nine about? minutes he was chasing cancelo down sprinting down and this was after 99 minutes yeah. after which he's had to show huge uh, uh, uh mental concentration obviously physical work as well and he's still yeah. able to to chase stuff down i, I think if he can play like that and he can use that as a benchmark, we've got a real player there. Yeah, no, 100 percent I agree. And I think he is I think he is Lucas Moore's replacement. If you think about it, Lucas Moore is 29 years old. He's only got a couple of years left in him as an outfield player. And he wants to go back to Brazil for a year. So I could genuinely see this summer being 
the season that Lucas Moura goes back to Brazil um, for a year before he retires. But I, I, I genuinely think that Kulazewski is the guy for the job and he needs to be a regular starter. Him and Bentacor in the midfield, are that's, that's, that's a destructive pairing waiting to happen. Um, the thing I like about Kulu is that he plays on the right, but he's also left-footed, so he can cut in on the middle and then through ball. But then he's also got a decent cross with his right foot, which he proved against Man City. So the guy, is, he's, he's what's the word? ambidextrous with his feet, if that makes sense. But he, he can use both Too feet. Funny. <laughs> yeah, he's two footed. He, he, he can use both feet, but that, that, pe- that left pedal, foot. Yeah, that left <laughs> foot. If he, if he can catch the ball on his left foot and get a, a, and bang it top bins, the guy has got a lethal left mm. foot. Mark my words. When that guy scores a screamer, you know about it. Actually, actually, bi- bipedal. I think just means us that we walk on two legs. I think that's what bipedal means. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, we seem, we seem to forget that, that, that Kulicheski was young player of the year in Italy a couple of two seasons. years ago. Yeah. yeah. And he plays for Juventus. Now, you, you have to imagine that playing for Juventus, is, there's going to be a lot of pressure. So he's come to a pressure league. He's come to a physical league. So he, he's, he's obviously played under pressure. He's obviously okay with the physical game. And, you know, he, uh, you know I was very, very impressed. And, yeah, look, the people that are going, oh, he's rubbish, he's rubbish. You know, for what, two 20-minute appearances or whatever it was? Mm. Yeah, you got to give these players a chance, see what they can do. And and yeah, he he was amazing on on, on Saturday. Just give him a couple of weeks. Just, it's interesting. Company is talking about him as a, a wing back as well. So so maybe you might have a situation. Well, it would make I, sense. I, I it would make sense. It. it kind of fits Conte's remit in a sense. Like mm. Kulusevski, he's played every position in the midfield, mm. and he, he we know that he can play in that midfield position. But what's he like as a wing back? We never know. You're never yeah. going to find out unless it actually happens. Well, if he can, it works for Victor Moses. Why can't it work for Kulusevski? Mm. They're both similar think, kind of player. I think the fact he how he helped out uh, Emerson, I think that shows that he could be because he's got that kind of uh, mindset in him. A couple of comments here. Uh, Alan uh, noticed uh, they attempted to close players quicker on Saturday to avoid crosses coming in early. We only did that, missed that once, and that mm. was the goal, but we, we've already spoken about that. Uh, simply ace. I like Kulu. He's a player that works hard, looks on looks on the ball, gets into good position, passed and crossed well. Also, he plays without fear. Yeah, and isn't it great thing, to see? Isn't it great to see? Yeah, isn't it great to see? Bob yes, Spurs hey, Bob Spurs. I actually I actually had the pleasure of speaking to Bob Spur earlier on, and it's so oh, so great yeah. to see him slowly getting back into the yeah. scene again, man. Absolutely, I can only imagine and only hope that it's only a matter of time until you see him on video on his own channel yeah. and others as well. That, the, fir- the first Welcome episode of In the Wall. Anytime. Yeah. The first episode <laughs> yeah. of In the Wall. Oh, yeah. Million the viewers. First, the, first, <laughs> yeah, the first ever episode of In the Wall after he comes back from his extended leave, obviously for medical yeah. reasons, that is going to be the most watched Tottenham stream ever, guaranteed. Yeah. Quite rightly so You're about as well. 400 guests on it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 12-hour all-day stream. Yeah, yeah. It's great to see him on here, but he has actually put a comment in as well, uh, so let's read that out. Kulo not only played outstanding in an attacking third, helped out defensively. It shows he's clever and has the capability of taking on responsibilities that help the team. Unsung mm. hero, absolutely. Uh, George has then heard you early on the other channel, Bob Spur, get well soon. Uh, we all echo that here. Get well yeah. soon, Bob, yeah. and uh, come back soon. Uh, and then glad to see you back and involved, Alan says. Try and catch your pods in the future. Absolutely. I mean, in the wall, is coming back. I'm absolutely convinced of it. Hopefully not too long away. Um, but yeah, uh, Brad, uh, Kulu, Sun and Kane seem to have... I mean, obviously the game plan was them three in the attacking third. 
but yeah, everyone did their job. Kane coming deep, but you know what he's going to do. Look for the runners. And then Kulu, well, Sun's always a willing runner because he knows Kane's game inside out, but Kulu was as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that bodes very well, doesn't it? Three, yeah. you know, we all talk about Liverpool, the three up top, who, yeah. who look like they've, well, they have been playing together for years, but <laughs> even years ago, it looked like they've been playing together for years. And then, and uh, certainly on Saturday, it looked like they, they've been playing together for years. Obviously, the game plan was there. And you can argue and, and, and raise a case that for all three, four goals, essentially, that the defending by City was absolutely atrocious. But you still have to get into those positions and do your bit going forward. And, and I thought they were absolutely superb, all three of them. We'll talk about the other two a bit later on, but. Yeah, it looked like a, a, a potentially a real good uh, a, a treble partnership there. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean that the way they played on Saturday, where they were, were were breaking quickly and and also helping out defensively, suggests to me that the, that the fitness is coming with this, this team, and that, that the fitness that Conte's working on, which he, you know was a big thing at Tottenham uh, since Pochettino. Uh, yeah, that, that, that this is a fit team. I do worry that we have to play Burnley on a Wednesday. I'd rather it being like another week's break, so we can have another another week on the training pitch, another week of training uh, of fitness. Because we had a lot of players go down injured in that second half. We had Larice go down. We had Hoiberg go down. We had Kane go down. Uh, I think I, Romero. I, I, I don't think those injuries were legit, though. I think yeah, the I, I think there we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't remember Hoiberg. Yeah. I don't remember Hoiberg going down. I remember Loris and Kane, but yeah. I think that's uh, Romero and Kane went down time. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think we're it's winning it. here. Times are coming to an end. Let's slow this down because City are going to come at us like the Alamo oh, here. Yeah, slow yeah. the game down. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with Josh there. I'm not sure they were legit. <laughs> well, if, if that is the case, which yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I see I see your point there. If that is the case, then yeah, great. This but you see that you see they're saying that now, you know you see they're saying that you wish they'd have a week on the training pitch. Let's not forget, Man City ain't that far away from Burnley. No, There's nothing no. saying they could have. They, they might have just stayed up there and used another training facility. Well, they went there by coach, didn't they? <laughs> exactly. Of the <laughs> but so they, uh, might, yeah, they might still be up there. It'd be interesting to see what team Conte puts out. I mean, uh, on Wednesday. I mean, Kulu so, I mean, and Bentacor need to start as a matter. Yeah, That's hundred yeah. percent. You cannot, cannot not start them together. They need to start. Yeah. The, the, the only criticism I had of Bentacor was the first goal. It's gone out to Sterling, and he's kind of. Uh, uh, stopped and let him cross it but that's my only criticism which is a little bit harsh but he was instrumental in that third goal and I've not done this before so I'm going to do start this now and that's this I have a screen grab whoa now you can see Cancelo Techers. there <laughs> took me ages I couldn't figure out how to do the circles on iPhone it took me <laughs> ages um so what what's happened is as soon as Kulu's got the ball he's given it to Doherty there he's he's Cancelo's dived in and gone over on his ass. Gundogan is then the nearest to Kulu. It ends up going to, I think, Romero and then Benny. And, and Gundogan stops. So Cancelo's on the floor. Gundogan stops. Kulu keeps running. And w without even looking almost, Bentecourt just plays it over the top to him. And that's what creates the um, third goal and the amount of space there. So... I mean, you can you can obviously say, well, it's obvious because that's where the space is. But to me, it says there's an understanding there. And, and certainly with the game plan, which was getting Kulu running on the right side, Sun on the left or swapping over. But yeah, it's that forward ball. Winks has started doing it, but he isn't as good as it as, as possibly he should be. But 
And it wasn't the greatest ball in the world. It wasn't direct to his feet, but it was over the top. But it's into the space and the, the goals come from that. But I think as well, he's possibly stronger, Kulu, than people give him credit for because he's not oh, Cancelo on his ass, but by, just by standing there. But Benton Kerr, uh, like I said, come to Josh. Uh, the only criticism I have was he let Sterling cross the ball, but then, you know, Lovie should have gathered that up and it shouldn't have happened anyway. But that was my only criticism. But that that ball there has made that, that third goal, as well as, uh, um, you know, Kulu knocking someone on the floor. And uh, <laughs> Bob Spur, look at Chris and his technology. It's an iPhone with uh, the edit out. and circles. Pushing the boat out. Love it. <laughs> and George, how you doing, George? So glad to see a very good midfield. We had mm. we, ha we have a gaping hole there all season. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Benton yeah. Kerr, Josh. Uh, overall, uh, like Kulo, he's, uh, he's had a couple of sub appearances. He played against Wolves, didn't he? And, and but he looked oh. superb in this game. Other than and and the um, I think it was the uh, Kane chance, the one on one that he missed. It was a. He got the ball just outside of his box. It's almost like a Dembele turn. And then he's fed it to, I think, Sun, Kane, I've and then back this. to Benton Curve again. So I've not only this. is he good defensively and, and, and everything like that, he's got an attacking and, 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 and attacking intent on. So I think those two, I mean, it obviously came, the, the transfer window came just before the, the two losses and we're all down in the dumps. But certainly on Saturday, if they can play like that, we got potentially two real gems there. No, no, 100%. I, I, I said when I first saw Benson Core play that something about him gives me Moussa Dembele vibes. Like, just the way that he plays, I, I, get those, I get those kind of vibes from him. He's never going to be Moussa Dembele. I'm not saying oh, that no, at no. all. But <laughs> I, get the, I get the kind of vibes. It's a similar kind of play style. He's got an eye for the ball. He isn't afraid to get stuck in, and he's got that grit and tenacity. But let's not remember, the first touch he ever had wearing a Spurs shirt was this absolute peach of a turn back where he, he just takes the ball, turns it and passes it. Complete ball control. It just goes to show what this guy is capable of. Just that one touch alone. Like we always, first first opinions are always important. And I think everyone's first opinion of Benzikor was, he's incredible. And I stick by that now. He is absolutely incredible. He's got an eye for the ball as well. If he sees a position open up, he's going to ping that ball. Doesn't matter if it's 20 yards, 30 yards or 40 yards. He's going to loft that ball into open space. That is the kind of player that we need. Again, that, that creative midfielder um, that isn't afraid to get stuck in. And I think that Benzikov is that guy. He, he's he's incredible. Yeah. He's going to be one of our. He's going to be pivotal to our to, to our to our incline. And about fifteen million quid as well, wasn't it? I think it was nineteen million euros. Nineteen million euros. Yeah, so about, about sixteen million, million pounds. Yeah, 16 million, 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 give or take a million here or there. But yeah. 23 as well. Uh, Simply Ace Cheap. has said he surprised Benton Kerr and Kulu came. Uh, is that or should we not be saying? You know, to to uh, be fair, I wasn't I wasn't too sure about Benton Kerr because I didn't really know too much about him. But Kulusevski, mm. I'd done my research into him, like I, mm. like I said earlier on, and I was convinced that this guy would be a good fit. And yeah, long and behold... Got a comment here from uh, Matareo. I think I pronounced that right. And looking at his flag, it looks like he's Swedish, so he should know quite a lot about Kulusevski. Saying he played well because Conte's setup was very much alike how he plays for the, with the national team. Uh, so, but they're talking know, about him as a as a as a, as a, a replacement, aren't they? 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're big. <laughs> I mean, if, he, if, he, if he's <laughs> half as good as Rabravich, we've got a, a good good player. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a couple more comments. Uh, Bob Spur, remember Kulu was a player chasing down the City defender just before the final whistle. Yeah. Great stamina, yeah. like we said, uh, like 99 minutes. Uh, Alan Harris, uh, Winks wouldn't have played that ball. It would have gone back to Dyer. I, I, I'm not sure this season, certainly last season, went when, around the, the cup final time. I'm, I'm adamant that you're right there, Alan, but he's he's been playing forward a lot recently. I'm just not sure he'd have played it into the right area. Uh, and George said, surely Benton Kerr and Kulu would improve with Premier League experience. Biggest test of City mm. away and they pass with flying colours. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, You've got to follow that on now. Um, also, the, the other thing is, and I'm not sure what the stats will, will show, but they both come from Juventus, so they've obviously played with each other. So there must be some sort of understanding there. Yeah. I mean, remember when we had uh, Vertonghen and, uh, I know it's a different position, we had Vertonghen and uh, Alderweireld. They both played with each other at, at Ajax, you know, and, and it yeah. showed. So hopefully these two just know a bit about each other's game anyway. So, so yeah, they, you know, and, and I think when, what was interesting what Conte said about the best group of players. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Great. I mean, and maybe it's because there are players in this, this club now that, that can actually do his instructions and play as a team. Uh, and maybe after the really bad defensive performances in the last two games, that they're starting to, you know, starting to, to actually get it right now. And understand yeah, what you, I, I, yeah, you know. I'm not sure. I, I, I still think City are, are, are a team that suit us because they attack us. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and this is big, it's going to be similar to Anfield, I think. Where Burnley, Burnley could be bottom in League Two. You never ever get an easy yeah. game. You know, you obviously have to earn your wins everywhere that you go, but you really have to earn your wins at Burnley because they you're in yeah. for a battle as soon as that whistle goes. If you're not up for the battle, you're going to get beaten. Regardless we, of I, they I are. think we, we if, if 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 we can win our next three games, uh, and that's including the cup game, then I will start to believe that we can get top four and get to the cup final. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's still a big ask. Let, let's be honest with it. Look, we're all we're all we're all incredibly happy after the Man City and and, and deservedly so. But we're all depressed after the two previous games. So let, let's not forget that, that this is Tottenham Hotspur Football Club we're talking about. So the next the next three games are key to our season, really, because we've got to follow this up. by. It's no use beating City home and away and then losing to Burnley. Absolutely. You know? So Absolutely. we have to go to Burnley and beat them and then go to Leeds and win that game. And then go to, well, there's going to be a winner anyway in the Middlesbrough game because it will go to mm. extra penalties. And, and then win up in, in, in Borough. And then, yeah. then we've... Gain nine points from free game from free game, and we're in the quarterfinal of the cup. So, well, I, I must admit, I, I, I'm a very big one of law of averages. I hope we don't draw City in the cup if we get through. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, we, we, we Sod's law, wouldn't it? Sod's law, we'll draw them in the cup. We beat them, so you never know. Yeah, exactly, that's right. Yeah. yeah, a couple of comments. Uh, audio artisan, evening chaps. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Matareo again. You don't start for Juve uh, for four seasons if you are a bench warmer and a mm. freshman. Bentancur will be great. I just don't get why they let him go for so little. 19 million for a guy that had started four seasons mm. is a steal. Uh, George has then said Bentancur was a Juve first teamer. You don't play in that team for so long without playing at a high level, mm. in my opinion. Uh, uh, I think the reason they let him go. Uh, uh, Matareo and. Uh, yeah, uh, cursed as well. Like the stream. Thanks so much for your support and, and watching. And Alan, something I didn't uh, uh, think about. The thing is, Burnley can't sit back. Although I think they probably can because their season isn't going to hinge on whether they beat Tottenham or not. As a draw is a good result for them. Mm. Uh, and, yeah. and there's still twenty 
not 20, is there 15, 16, 17 games left? So their season will be defined on how they do against the Norwiches and the teams around there. But yeah, uh, sorry, Josh. Yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah. The reason that Benton Corp was let go for so cheap is because Juventus wanted Vlahovic. Notice how we got oh, those two yeah. The two players that we signed from Juventus ultimately funded the Vlahovic yeah. deal. Yeah. What's more important, an attacking player that can bang you 50, 50 goals a season in all competitions or a midfielder? Yeah. Mm. I, know, I know which I prefer. So Vlahovic for them was the priority, which is why we got him for 20 million. So, do, do, do you think do you think Paratici had this as a, an idea in the back of his head that well, okay, if I can't get the players that we want, you know, Diaz is those sort of players that I know that I can go to Juventus and get a couple of theirs because they need the money. Well, I mean, if you, if you, I, I, too I, much I don't like I don't <laughs> like Paratici. I, I've, yeah. I've been very vocal about it. I do not like Paratici. I don't like the way that he works. I think he's a con artist. Um, he left he left Juventus in such a sticky position, which is why they're being commonly being investigated for fraudulent transactions. And it's all because of the dealings under Paratici. Let's not forget the guy signed Aaron Ramsey on a free for 400, 400 grand a week. Like He says everything that you need to know about the kind of person that he is. And the fact that we're now getting these Juventus players in, it's, start, it's starting to want, make me wonder, is he doing this to try and get back in the favours of Juventus? So hopefully there is a move back potentially there for him. Uh, you know, so he can sort of rectify his mistake from a third party. I don't like, like I said, I'm, I, and, I, and I cannot make this clear enough. I do not like Paratici. Period. <laughs> I'm never going to I'll like be honest, Josh, be honest, Josh. So, so uh, <laughs> just so to clarify, are you saying you're not a fan? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I, 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 mate, I, 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 don't, I don't hate anyone. I think hate is a very, very strong word. I'm just not overly joyed by his existence. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess we'll see in, in the summer. You know, see who we can sign, and you know, if, if you think he wants to go back to Juventus, well, then that, that's up to Tottenham. You know, the coach and the board and leaving all these people to make him want to stay. So, if, if that's, gets... that's just my own, that's just my own speculation. I think he's trying to find a way back to it, back to Italy, and like he can't go back there until you know the Juventus uh, drama and the fiasco settled. Yeah, well, no, but, but um, it's not the premiership. It's not the sort of place you go to hide away, is it? For someone like that, sort of, you know? no. But you think about it. if you look at the deals that he did, right? So he bought Romero in, right? Yeah. The day that Romero officially became a Sampdoria, was it Sampdoria? Was it Juventus? Who did we get him from? Uh, oh, Atal- yeah, Atal- 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 Atalanta. Yeah. The yeah. the day that he officially become an Atalanta player, we signed him literally. Instantly, he was on loan from Juventus with a, with a loan with an option to buy. The day that he signed his contract at uh, uh, Atlanta, he came to Spurs. But wasn't that that was already that was already on the cards, though, wasn't it? I think that's yeah. But I also I also I also believe that there was a part that there was a a, a, a buyback and not not a buy a, a sell on clause where they got a percentage of what. Oh, was... Were, yeah, but I think I think that I think that was sort of known. I think that that, that I mean I certainly read about it. Uh, yeah. I sort of knew that he had to that he was a. Uh, another uh, Juventus player, and then he had to come back, and they had to buy him, and then sell him on to Tottenham, sort of thing. I knew, I knew yeah. that, you know. So uh, it's just, it's just, it, it, something yeah. about Paratici just doesn't smell right with me. I mean, yeah, he bought Conte in, fantastic, well done, but he also bought in Nuno, and this guy, <laughs> this guy is very, very good friends with Nuno, and we've, 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 this has been made perfectly clear. He is friends with Nuno, hence why. There was speculation a little while ago that Nuno was coming back as the academy director. Says oh, I haven't heard that time. one. That's a new one on me, really. Did you not know about this? No, no I haven't heard it. No. Yeah, I mean, simply Ace has said that he'll raid Serie A again, again next year. Uh, a couple. This more is comments. all well and good, but we are not. We are not Juventus. We are not Fiorentina. 
We are not Atalanta. We are Tottenham Hotspur, right? We cannot raid the, the Italian league and expect it to perform. It's like buying a Ferrari second-hand and expecting it to drive brand new. It's not going to work. You need you need to buy players that are Premier League proven because otherwise this, this team is not going to gel. Yeah, we, 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 we've had a striker luck with the likes of Romero. We've had a striker luck with Kudu. We've had a striker luck with Bentoncourt. But that's not to say that it's going to happen with every single other player. Emerson is absolutely dog shit. I don't care what anyone says. As a right wing back, the guy is terrible. Galini couldn't catch COVID. Like this, these are the these are the kind of signings he's hit and miss at the moment. He's made how many signings has he made now? Oh yeah, and Pepe Matasar as well. He's bought him and then loaned him back out again. And now he's in a relegation battle with Mets. It just goes. You can never really tell. How, how a transfer window is going to go when you've got a, 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 a director of football like Paratici at the wheel. I don't quite like it. I think most, most directors of football or, or whatever his, his new Fandango title is, I mean, they always have a hit and miss. They always get decent players in and, and some players don't work. Mm. I think they would have done their homework about whether Bentacor and, and Kuliszewski is, is okay for the Premiership. Because I certainly think Kuliszewski is. Uh, just Kuliszewski. Kula, I, I, I think out of the two, mm. Bentancourt is more, more suited to the Premier League than Kuliszewski. Um Simply just because of the just because of his attacking style and his play style, it's more defensive, but he can ping balls. Yeah. Kulazewski is you don't often see invert you don't often see an inverted winger who a left footed right winger that can cut in on the inside. We don't often see that in Syria. It's a predominant thing. You don't see that in the Premier League often enough, yeah. which is why Benton Core is more suited for the Premier League. And for, for Kulazewski to make it as as like a five star player, it's going to take a lot of work. Benton Core can slip right in and do that by the end of the year. We never know. Yeah. A couple yes. of comments uh, to your comments, uh, Brad, about the uh, games coming up. Uh, to be honest, uh, they're all important, but the three games most important to get top four will be Man United, Arsenal and sp- uh, Spam. Well, uh, actually, yeah. I mean, you, probably true, took, you, true. you took the words right out of my mouth. And I, I have been saying that as well in, in recent weeks. And, yeah, the Man United game, the Arsenal game, uh, more, probably the West Ham game, but I don't think they'll they'll be there about. But certainly the other two, yeah, they're six-pointers. Uh, you know, I mean, let's put at, at, at the moment. We, I think it's, I think the old game in hand situation has not has gone now. We're level, well, yeah, over West Ham and Man United, it has. We're level it, with Arsenal. Arsenal though, it's but, not that we, yeah. we are three points behind Arsenal. Uh, I'm not sure if we got a game in hand on three them, games in hand, three games yeah. in hand. If we won a game in hand against Arsenal, I think we'd still be level on points because of the goal difference. What really did us a favour was West Ham dropping points, actually, against Newcastle. Yeah. I don't think people quite understand how pivotal that is to us getting top four. The fact well, that they dropped points because they very poor Newcastle side as well. We need to beat Arsenal. We need to beat West Ham. For, I mean, the home games anyway, so we should be winning our home games. But I think at Man United, I think we need we need to win at Man United, but I think we, a draw, we don't certainly don't want to lose at Man yeah, United. Yeah. That, well, that's that the point, isn't it? Yeah. Wherever you want to finish in the league, you uh, win your home games yeah. and you don't lose to the teams around you. Obviously, when you're in the mm. bottom, you have to beat the teams around you. But if you're trying to get top four, you just don't lose to the teams around you. But a few more comments. Wayne Bonner, who's always uh, on Spurs yeah, channels. Wayne. How are you doing, Wayne? Uh, He's got a scoop here. I uh, hope you're all well. Uh, apparently, Pep spent the last two days putting his toys back in his pram, looking for a wig to replace a hair he pulled out against Spurs. Uh, Is that the hair he's pulled out against every time they played us? Yeah. <laughs> and George has said, Wig, uh, Wig Horst, I'm not sure I pronounced Wig Horst. Uh, who I wanted to come to Spurs, sit the ground running at Burnley, third highest goal scorer in the Bundesliga behind 
Lewandowski in Haaland, and he's a big, strong guy as well. So you're going to need a dyer there or, or someone mm. to, to, you know, really show him what the Premier yeah. League's about. And Bob Spur, uh, the great win over City will mean nothing if we don't beat Burnley and Leeds. It's all about taking the mindset, determination, momentum, mm. and fighting spirit into the next two games. Big week, absolutely. 100%. Alan uh, and uh, George agree with that, with George saying, I think Conte will be really animated more than ever. Uh, 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 Matareo again. Uh, I think Kulisevsky, Benton Kerbal, Conte's main targets. He already wanted both at Inter. Uh, Wayne as well uh, agreeing with uh, Bob. Can't sit on our laurels and take it for granted, but we'll win because we beat Man City. Need to maintain the focus and mentality into the rest of the season. It's going to be a difficult game. Uh, yeah. And George has said he plays Stevie B in the cup. But uh, in, in terms of the uh, uh, game, Brad, we've got to cut the uh, mistakes out and the penalty. What did you make of the penalty? For me, I, I, watching it live, I didn't think much of it. But obviously, they appealed quite heavily. Yeah, as I, mean, as I, 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 I saw the first replay, I yeah. said to my dad, that's a penalty all day long. Yeah. Whether, whether it's harsh, whether the rule's harsh, he's got his hand up like that and he's yeah. moved it down. So, I, he, I don't think he's... hand towards yeah. the ball and... and whether I'd be saying that if we hadn't have won the game is another thing. But for me, at the yeah, time, when I saw it, the replay, dead cert penalty. And, and you'd be role, screaming for that. You'd be screaming for that. The funny thing about that, I, I I personally don't think it was deliberate, but I don't think you could say that from watching the replay because the Middlesbrough against Man United cup tie where the guy came over and his hand oh, yeah, was yeah. in his hand, I, I thought that was a dead cert should have been a free kick, and they scored from that. But the ruling was, and I watched the old ref watch the next day, was that he didn't mean to do it. The ball hit him rather than him hitting, hitting the ball. Even though if, it, that's the, if that's the case, then I, I'm, I'm going to retort back because that, that kind of play was exactly the similar sort of handball that was done in the Champions League final exactly. when Mane kicked the ball into Suzuko's arm. Exactly, and this is the problem. It's the rule rather than the actual decision. So when I saw the replay, I, I thought to myself, yeah, okay, you could argue it's going to be harsh, and I don't think he meant to do it, but I knew it's going to be a penalty, and and yeah, and that's how it was. But yeah, it's it's the rule, Josh. They've got to do something. About it. And, and I think he possibly slipped every, every three or four games. I think he possibly slipped Romero. In fairness to him, but he did move his hand towards the ball. In terms of the Champions League final, it was harsh. Mm. But if if you're putting your arm out like that, I mean, he was pointing. But you, you're asking for potential trouble, especially his arm is a clever out. player. His arm was already out, but what 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 I'm re what I'm referring back to is the decision that Brad was talking about, where the ball had hit the player's arm and his arm was like this, yeah. but because he didn't mean to do it, which is why the free kick was uh, wasn't given. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely needs sorting out, and because well, I'll be honest just, with you, I, yeah. I don't actually know the offside uh, the offside rule or the, or the uh, no handball rules anymore. It's because, like quantum mechanics. Yeah, because... <laughs> you say you understand that you don't. <laughs> they're, they're, they're rules made up by people who have never, ever played football in well, their no, life. It's, it's the handball rule. It's handball rule where it, where, where it, the Middlesbrough one, where because he didn't mean it, they scored from yeah. it, and that's why it wasn't handball. A few seasons back when we got the two-all yeah. draw at Man City, they had a last-minute goal <laughs> to that same reason. That was just a deflection that went into their player's path and he scored. Mo Salah, Mo Salah at Tottenham, the handball yeah. that was deliberate yeah. handball that wasn't given as a handball. Yeah, it's, it's, they either say every handball's a handball, or they, they you know, they don't. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's confusing. They seem to change it every three or four games. Right. So, so following this, following this clarification, it is a handball offence if a player deliberately touches the the ball with their hand slash arm, for example, moving their hand slash arm towards the ball, which is exactly what Romero did. Yeah. By having their arm in such a position, the player takes a risk of their hand or arm being hit by the ball and being penalised. 
That's that's the official. That's the that's the FIFA ruling. So, yeah, that that that, that Romero penalty was a hundred percent a penalty. He oh yeah, no, I've got no no. He, he moved his arm yeah, towards yeah, the ball, whether yeah. that was intentional or not. Yeah, it looks deliberate. Yeah, it probably was deliberate. And ultimately, we got given. They got a jammy uh, jammy penalty from it. It was well, just they, unlucky they, they, that. They, Looked to me like they wanted him sent off as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, 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 they wasn't they the yellow, but yeah, I no, think that would have no. been harsh. But uh, yeah, we yeah. won, so who gives a shit? Exactly. Matteo, Paratici, unlike Levy, ran things before. Is friends with a lot of people in the business. Uh, regarding the uh, penalty, the ref only looked at the TV screen for a split second mm. and gave a penalty. I think as soon as you saw the replay there, it didn't yeah, need yeah. like five looks at it. Um, and he goes on to say, offside was ridiculous. We scored and then they gave it. Wow, how late do you want to call it? I mean, that's another thing. I mean, that's, that's been going on for ages. Yeah. You know, the penalty was given like two minutes after the, the handle actually yeah. happened. So, But the, both decisions, I think, were the right decision. Now, it, it's not like Harry Kane offside against Southampton, where I still can't see where the offside is on that one. He was yeah. offside. He was past the last man, albeit marginally. And and really, he can see the whole whole every single defender in there so being offside there is pretty poor but um... I think they need there, I think there needs to be some clarification put on that offside ball because I think being offside by by, by a fingernail mm. is I think is a little bit too harsh if it what they what it should be the, the referee should get it replayed in full speed three times right if he can't make his mind up after those three times it's not offside if yeah. it's if it's definite, if it's definitive that this player is offside, it's offside. There's no. There's no, no I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I, I say on any stream I get the chance to is, is get rid of the lines. Please yes. get rid of those lines. <laughs> you know, and the thing is about that, and I've always said you can still look at it and say if a player's offside or not. If there's any doubt, he's not offside. Now, I when they showed the replay, he was just slight. You could tell he was just slightly ahead of the, the two defenders. So I thought, okay, yeah, he is offside. You know, and that's all you did. That's all it took was just to look at it. You didn't even have to bring in lines there. You know, and, and if you've got any doubt, then he's not offside. And then the, the attacking team get the benefit of the doubt and, and you get more goals, you know. But I, the only problem with me is it took such a long time. I'm celebrating that we're 3-1 up and then RVAR oh, is offside. Well, but what yeah. happened when, when we got the third goal, I actually thought Kulachevsky was a mile offside. So I didn't even celebrate it because... <laughs> And obviously, when you watch it back yeah. in, in, when they showed the replay, he was miles yeah. onside. But when I'm watching it live, mm. as the ball comes across, we always offside. And we scored. I'm saying, <clears> nah, I'm not, you know, what's, what's the point in celebrating? Because they, they're going to rule it off anyway. Well, and then, I, I, I watched the game in a pub. We were outside in like a big hut kind of thing with yeah. heaters on. I had to go to the loo, went back, came back. There was a TV inside, saw it was 3-1, saw the replay, went back to my seat all happy, and then Kane's got his hand on his head because it's been given offside. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, what, what gets me is uh, it was Bamford, I think, last season against Crystal Palace. He was offside because his hand was offside. I forgot that he oh, was. That's what I mean. That's what I, I, mean. I, forgot, I forgot he was also a volleyball player or uh, a basketball player. <laughs> so, for me... If, if they're going to do the lines and everything like that, and it's the same with Kane with his shoulder offside, he scored with his foot. So yeah. if the foot's offside, give it offside. Even, but then they'll go, he... yeah, but he used his shoulder to barge someone out the way, so his shoulder was in play. It's just... Oh. But oh. even even the Bergwin goal uh, disallowed against uh, Southampton... Yeah. I, I that think was looked at heavily as well. Yeah, I think, I think it, it was just his foot. He was actually level with the player, but his foot was outstretched. And that was what Paul this is what was. I mean. This is what you I know, mean. It's, it's ridiculous. Fractional. It, fractional. To me, to me, he's he's level with the player, so he's onside. 
know, so, so what if you're doing that? Like, what if you what if you're pointing towards the position you want the ball to go in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that comes well, to my point. That that's with your hand, which can't be which can't be used to score a goal, so therefore it doesn't matter on the offside. But like, it, it's again, it's, it's rules made up by people who have never played football. Mm. And I said about five six years ago, when you know the phases of playing all of this business, just change it to if you're offside, offside. But then well, they change it now to it, like as you, much as we you know, hate it. Yeah, as much as we hate they, it. Arson finger, which arson finger. Go on, go, go, carry. Sorry, Chris. Go on, carry. Yeah, which is what they're doing now. If you're offside, you're offside. But it's 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 got silly but yeah but this is this is the thing and 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 being your hand offside it doesn't matter your hands offside uh, well it's the interfering with play thing isn't it you know bill nicholson said well if you're not interfering with play what are you doing on the pitch this is the thing and as much as we hate him Arsene Wenger has actually gone to FIFA and with, with an idea on how to develop this offside ball and it looks so much better than what it currently is yeah, yeah. but like this whole is it obvious is it blatant if not, is it if there's any doubt it isn't offside? Exactly. That's, the, the, that's, yeah. that's exactly the same approach that Arsene yeah. Wenger had when he took it to favour, and it was actually contested quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's, so because, that's because, whether you like him or not, it's someone who knows football and has exactly. played exactly. I mean, I who understands stand... the rules, uh, understands how football works rather than a businessman. Yeah, mm. I mean, I can't stand Arsene Wenger simply based on the fact that he was manager of Arsenal. But take that, take that, take that aside. The guy knows football and he's a footballing genius, whether you like him or not. Mm. Yeah, and George is, uh, uh, you know, it's for Paratici here. When you buy a player, make sure they've got small feet and short arms. <laughs> well, we might have just, we might have just filled a, a squad 11 of... Tor- we should probably just filled a, a starting 11 of Tyrannosaurus Rexes and, you know, little yeah, arms. Yeah, like. make, make the shirts. Make the shirts without sleeves for the defenders. Yeah, so they have to be like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if we had T-Rexes, we wouldn't get any man sent off because no referee's going to give him a red card. They'll be easy. <laughs> his head off. But, yeah... Uh, before we go on to the main two guys, I wanted a, 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 a shout out to this guy. I thought Hoiberg was an absolute mm. beast. I thought I thought that's his, been his best game for a long, long yeah. while. Was that a genius I, decision I mean, by Conte leaving him out against Wolves? Possibly. I mean, there's talk about the that he refused yeah. to uh, shake his hand after the game, but I'm not sure now. I think he was just oh, I think that's it. Again, but, it's, 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 it's the press making yeah, stuff. But, but what I loved as well is it, it, it was Kane's one-on-one, which he missed. City then went up forward. De Bruyne has got it running and Hoiberg's mm. just dragged him down. He's taken yes. a bat, he's taken a kick for his troubles as well. But that's the fighting mentality. That's the that's the yeah. 50-50s. That's the you're not getting past me, which has been missing. And you I shall not he, pass. Yeah, I thought him and him and Benton Kerr together looked really solid. And I thought he was an absolute beast. And he's been given a lot of flack recently, which possibly quite rightly because his standards have dropped. But I think that's more to do with tiredness as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, rather than just... Uh, non But yeah, I, I mean, what did you make of him, uh, uh, Josh Hoiberg? And, and do you think it's... Do you think Skip's got a problem now on getting in <laughs> if he's going to play two of those midfielders with uh, Benton Kerr obviously playing well and if Hoiberg carries on like that? Because we'll need Hoiberg in that Burnley game. We need a fighter in that game. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally... Said he's covered a lot of ground. I've personally been a massive, massive critic of Hoybier in the sense of I think this season he hasn't been good enough. Um, but yes, Saturday he proved that he he's definitely good enough. Uh, but again, it, I want to I want to see it on a consistent basis. I don't just want to see it happen once in a blue moon. It's all well and good these players having good games. It's all well and good bagging goals and being a defensive masterclass, but. You need to do it consistently, and I think that's going to be. I refuse to make. I, I refuse to make any comment on Hoybier now about his new 
new approach to the game until he does it consistently for a couple of weeks. I'll, after that, I'll speak up about it. But as of right now, I'm not. I'm, I refuse to say anything. He played a good game on Saturday. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. He was pretty Alan, consistent. Alan, Alan, said it, it, Alan said if Skip is fit, he'll rotate mm. with Hoiberg. But uh, sorry, Brad. I was going to say, I think Hoiberg had a pretty consistent season in, in his first season. Mm. And I think, I think Chris, you're right in saying that he's played so many games that you're going to have a burnout at some stage. You know, you and the Ericsson situation in the Euros, I, I, I don't think that could have been easy. Well, exactly. He's, he's played a main role in that as well, wasn't he? So, but yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, he, he needs consistency like all, any player does, really. And that's how that's how we're going to get anywhere is by having consistent, I mean, that sounds obvious, but a consistent team performance. Yeah. Yeah, we, but we, I, I agree with Josh, not just Hoiberg, the whole team now yeah. need to show that fight and mentality mm. and, and clinicalness against Burnley and then Leeds, like Bob Spurs said, massive week. Uh, let's get on to the two main men, Kane and Son. Kane had uh, an average game because he only scored two. Back. Uh, but yeah, the band are back together again. They've been, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're now joint level with, I think, Drogba and Lampard in the yeah. most goals between yeah. them, you know, one has, yeah, to, the one, other one, has to, one has to set one has to set up the other to get yeah. into this. Uh, but it wasn't until I watched match of the day and Alan Shearer's analysis, uh, 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 Brad, on how good Kane was. I mean, the game plan was obviously there for him to drop deep, but that, that first goal, I'm not sure Ericsson would have played that ball that quickly. Yeah, what did surprise me about that first goal was that Son didn't shoot; that he actually did square it off. Yeah, I, I think he. I, I think he's probably thought oh, I'm going to go towards goal as soon as mm. he's looked up. Bloody hell, Emerson's right on me here. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. tip, oh, it's difficult. Perfect. To, yeah, to, perfect. To, yeah, yeah. But no, they. Uh, I think Kane. I mean, we all saw how how good he played. There's two ways of looking at it. One was he was saying to Man City, "You only valued me at 75 million. Well, fuck yeah. you. This is what I can do." Yeah. Or on the other side, it could be. We all said all night, well, not me personally, but a lot of people said nasty things about Kane not loving the club, blah, 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 blah. And he said, well, what's the best way to Kane to show the fans, no, I love this club, than scoring a couple of goals and playing a man in a match against the team that wanted to buy him? That's, yeah, so I'd rather it be that way, that he's trying to prove to us that, no, I'm Tottenham now. This, you know, and what way to prove it by by scoring goals against Man City? Yeah, what, what way do you lean on that? Because you've kind of uh, beat me to it. I put this on Twitter after the game. I'll apologise now uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it. I was a little bit drunk when I wrote the uh, <laughs> here, and you only get a few uh, characters. Uh, but yeah, Kane scoring twice against the team he allegedly wanted to join, but they never made an acceptable offer. Do you think Kane's performance was one of committed to Tottenham and angry at City, or just another game? So was it Spurs all the way? City should have bought me, or I just want to play football. I, I was slightly surprised with you can't see that. There's 26 votes there. Thanks everyone to vote for voting. 50% for Spurs all the way. 8% for City should have bought me. Mm. 42%. I just want to play football, but. It wouldn't surprise me if that 8% is, is, is what it was, as well as I'm a Spurs fan. It wouldn't surprise me if it's all three, to be perfectly honest. But uh, what way would you lean on that, uh, Brad? And we'll come to Josh in a sec. Oh, I think it's Spurs. I think it's Spurs all the way. You know, I mean, the two games that we've had last minute victories, I've never seen him smile so much. Yeah. And when you saw the when you saw the post match interview with Son and Kane, they were happy. Mm. They were smiling. You know, I think no, I think it's Spurs all the way. I, I don't think it was. Well, this is what you're missing. See, I think it's more of, you know. You know, you doubt you Spurs fans. Some Spurs fans doubted me and my my sort of you know, uh, you know how I'm going to play. But this is this is what I can do. You know, don't doubt me, sort of thing. That, that's how I saw it anyway. Yeah. What, what do you think, Josh? I'll put the. Uh, uh, I think it's Spurs all the way. I think it's Spurs all the way. I think he's proved it. Mm. Um, 
I'm still going to be a little bit hesitant because obviously he's his debacle in the summer. Um, I've always been a firm believer that if a player says that he doesn't want to be or expresses that he doesn't want to be at your club in any way, shape or form, the best thing to do is to let that player go. Um, is this Harry Kane just up him to get a move away from Tottenham again? Who knows? I want to see him sign a new contract, really, um, just to see just to see how uh, you know dedicated to the club he is. But as for right now, yeah, Spurs all the way. Yeah, but in terms of Saturday, him and Son, I mean, the ball from Son for the uh, 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 Kane's first goal was superb. I mean, mm. he, I mean, he's run thirty yards there, Kane, so you can argue about the defending all the way. And then the desire for the finishing, the winning goal from Kane. Mm. Walker's kind of stood there. There's only one winner there. Uh, I'm having this ball. I'm having this ball. And all Kulisevsky's really done is hang it up and said to the striker, mm. "There you go. Go and do your bit." And, and yeah, and Son, willing runner, as I say, but that ball to him, absolutely superb. It's a brilliant finish, but the ball made that. And 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 oh, you know, yeah. and and he was unlucky with his shot, Son, uh, in the second half. I think just after or just before that goal, he hit the goalkeeper, didn't he? Hit the goalkeeper, I think. Goalkeeper, yeah. Uh, and then the the where awareness to just give it to Kulisevsky for the first goal, I think, because mm. he took an absolute clattering from Edison as well because he's come yeah. storming out. So I think that's possibly why he's passed it because he's seen that he's he's not got the boom to yeah. pass it. But the, the desire from Kane for that third goal and the, it, the, 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 the combination between them uh, for the second one. And <laughs> I, I jokingly said as well, Sessignon, what a pass to Son from him. World class. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's very similar to when Bale scored against that screamer against West Ham. Tom Carroll got an assist there by literally just putting his foot on the ball well, and out the way. Well, Son's goal against Burnley was a, a Tom assist, wasn't it? But yeah, you know. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say hopefully this kick starts both of their seasons, but it, it's a real catalyst to hopefully kick it on. And and. He should have got three. He, well, he got three goals, Kane, and an assist. One was unfortunately chalked off, but well, he didn't get an assist, did he? He started the move, but his son's assist. But the, the, that ball for for Son was absolutely superb. Mm. And if you look at it again, he's taken three City players out. Uh, both of them have with uh, Son's run and Kane's first time ball. Absolutely superb, and they just couldn't handle him. And and he played countless other ones, strength, which I haven't seen from him, winning headers. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he, looks, I mean, he looks determined, doesn't he? He looks determined. Hmm. I mean, I thought he, uh, although we were awful against Wolves, I thought he 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 looked like hmm. he was, you know, he wanted to do it by himself a lot of the time. I thought he looked determined in that game. So yeah, I think he's yeah, I mean, he's got his mojo back. And uh, and he let's let's all face it, two things. One, a lot of us before before the uh, the end of the season were wishing him well. We knew he's gonna we knew he's gonna go, and we we're wishing him well, saying, "Don't blame you, you know, we're awful. You know, good luck." And then the other thing was, he's always said that he will stay at Spurs if Spurs show ambition. Now, you can't honestly say that we showed any ambition after the end of last season. Mm. And now we've got Conte, we are showing ambition. You know, so I, I think that if, if, if Conte stays and they back him and, and it looks like, you know, we're going to have a, a strong season, Kane will stay. I don't think, I think there's any doubt about that. You know, and I think people seem to forget. The only thing was, was that, yeah, how when he came back to the club, and it's delayed by one or two weeks. Whatever reason it was, that put him in the light, the bad light. Yeah, well, Alan yeah. said he stayed away. It was down to Lewis, but uh, I mean that's all speculation. Well, we, we don't, we we don't, don't know. know. We, we never will. But you know, but it was that. That was the thing. If he'd have come back to training on day one and put in and put in, then no one would have questioned him. But but because he didn't turn up for training, I thought, oh, he's he's trying to get a move. Blah blah blah. 
suddenly he's not the player that people thought he was. But you know, I, I yeah, I, I I think that we all seem to forget that everyone was wishing him well on his way when we were doing awful last season. So so yeah, if we show ambition and, and obviously Conte is an ambitious man, well, then I think he'll stay there. He obviously likes playing for Conte. Mm. Oh, yeah, he, so he, I think... he voted as him for the coach of the year in the Ballon d'Or like yeah. this year or very late last year. I can't remember when it was. But you get you get dicks like Graham Sooners on Sky Sport <laughs> saying, "Both so, Graham, if you're watching this, you are a dick." He says, "He says, oh, uh, oh, Kane obviously putting himself in, or words to this effect, Kane putting himself in the shop window again for Man City." You know, and it's like oh, Jesus Christ, whatever. It's the press make up the stories. It's like the Conte. I'm going off on a rant here. The Conte interview that got all controversial last week. That was the press and talk Sky Sports and talk shit radio making a story out of nothing. Because when I read the story, it said, "Oh, you'd think that we were, were like numerically we're we're weak." And I think, well, "Yeah, I know what you're saying." There, you're saying that it looks like we might be weak numerically. You know, I knew what he was saying. Most of the fans agreed with all the stuff he was saying. But no, the press wanted him to make out something. You got Josh Cun, uh, sorry, Josh, to apologise. Jason, <laughs> Jason Cundy, whose name is obviously spelt wrong. Jason Cundy, <laughs> he was saying, "Oh, he obviously doesn't care about Tottenham." Or was that effect? And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, you know. And 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 you saw Conte in his interview. He's sort of saying, why? Why are you looking? Why are you trying to make a story out of this? Or was that effect? And it just really annoys me. And that's why. On Saturday, that was a team performance. That was for Conte, the team, the supporters. That's who won that game on, on Saturday. Nothing to do with the press, Sky, Torchit, Jason Cundy, uh, the board, Daniel Levy, whatever. It's to do with the players, the coach, and the fans. That's what won us that game. And that's how we're going to get over this. How we're going to get top four. How we're going to win the cup is by being that team, that solid family of a team. Yeah, hopefully we're on our way to doing that and becoming the team. Because uh, Josh, uh, like we've mentioned already, Burnley on Wednesday at Burnley, uh, they're right down at the bottom. Never give you an easy game. You're gonna have to really earn that. It's not gonna be the uh, you know the counter attack game. I don't think anyway. Uh, I know Alan. I think it was said that Burnley have to come out. I'm not sure they do. Uh, uh, you know, a, a draw is a good result for them. How do you see the game going? And do, do, do you think we'll, A, play the same team, same formation and same personnel? And how, how do you think we'll set up? Do you, do you think we'll try and take it to them or we'll kind of sit back and look for the counter-attack that I'm not sure will be there? I, I personally believe it's going to be a tough game. I genuinely do. Um, it, Burnley haven't really got much to fight for in terms of, you know, they're, they're going to go out there with a point to prove that, you know, we've got nothing to fight for. We're just going to enjoy the game and we've, we've, we've got something to fight for. And I think that's going to, that, that ne- ne- never underestimate someone if they've got nothing to fight for. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those. Burnley have always been a tough, uh, always been a tough game. Isn't, I, I recall a couple of seasons back when they were already relegated and we had them on the last game of the season and they turned us over 4 2 at Turf Moor. Mm. Um, I remember that game specifically well. Um, but no, no, I, I, I genuinely see being, Burnley being a tough game, but I reckon we can come away with three points if we put if if we keep, uh, adapt and apply ourselves. I reckon we can we, we can walk away with a two 0 win. Yeah, do you, th- do you think he'll pick exactly the same eleven? Uh, obviously, if no, he has to, he has to, he has to, he has to. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, yeah, a uh, uh, comment from George on your point earlier, uh, Brad. Don't watch Sky Sports only in the matches. No pre or post. Uh, talk talk sport must have switched that off for a few years now. Um, but yeah, Brad, in terms of Burnley, uh, 
Well, going what by what Josh think? was saying, uh, Burnley at the moment, they're five points from safety, but they've got two games in hand on Newcastle. So they still technically, with the whole season to go, have got something to play for. So I, I don't think they're going to approach the game with, oh, you know, we've got nothing to lose, whatever. I think they're going to be, yeah, still trying to, to do something. Uh, look, I've given up predicting Tottenham. I really have. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, after after the display against Brian, I'm, I'm going, oh, yeah, that's great. This is a new team, blah, 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 blah. And then we lost to Southampton and Wolves, and I'm down in the dumps again. Oh, we got Man City. I'm going to watch that from behind the blue sofa. And then we go and beat Man City. So I, I've given up. All I know is that we have to win on Wednesday. We have to win on Saturday. Uh, and then let, let's see where we go from there. I know it's a cliche. Let's, you know, See if we can get two wins and then and then take it from there. Because no one in the in the in the Premiership or certainly going for top four is actually looking like they, they've got it no. nailed on, you know. So and we got to go Old Trafford. We got to play Arsenal at home. So we got to play West Ham at home. So although technically speaking, Wolves are above us at the moment. So, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I've given up trying to predict what Spurs are going to do. But yeah, hopefully they'll 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 make us all happy on Wednesday and and beat Burnley. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Josh. Has to be the same team and and has to be the same commitment. And I say it every bloody time on here, the first fifty-fifty, I want to see one of their players go up in the air and show that we're in for they're <laughs> in for a game. We mean business because guaranteed Burnley, the first fifty-fifty, will be trying to send one of our players up into the mm. air. Got to match that. Mm. Reg Horst as well will be. He's he's big, strong. Their their plan will obviously be like it has been for years. Crosses into the box. So, uh, you know, we're presumably going to have a different tactic of letting them have it in the middle rather than wide. And if they do get it wide, we've got to close those crosses down. Let's let's hope we go from it from kickoff and get the early goal because then that will force Burnley to come at us. They can't sit back then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, But again, you know... How often do Spurs let you down after something so promising? But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been great talking to you both. Uh, pretty much run out of uh, things to talk about. It's been great than... being on, man. It's been great. Yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure yeah. having you both on. But Brad, I'll come to you first because I know you've got to hop off. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, at Brad, time, your Twitter handle. No, you've yep. got a music channel coming soon. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully because uh, it's my last week in my, my job at the moment. So I'm going to be a free spirit uh, next week. So hopefully in March and um, April I'll get something up on. It, it, look, it's just going to be basically my <clears throat> my own songs, uh, just me singing and playing guitar and my own lyrics, my own music, really, just to get it out there. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll let everyone know when it's up and running. And if you can click a like and subscribe and, and whatever, and, and click like and subscribe to Let's Talk Tottenham, click like and subscribe to JTTG1882, and click like and subscribe to every single Tottenham content creator. It doesn't take two seconds, doesn't cost anything, and it just helps the community. It's this absolutely wonderful Tottenham community. So absolutely. thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And I have to go, Cheers, uh, and I shall see you guys later. Cheers, Best of luck Brad, on your please. retirement, Brad. Cheers, yeah. Josh. Cheers, Josh. Yeah, Cheers, Brad. And uh, on you the music channel, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Uh, yeah. For that music channel, go and follow Brad on at uh, Brad Hotspur and you'll obviously get updates when that's on. And Josh, uh, 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 Josh the Tottenham guy on uh, yeah. YouTube, uh, tell us a bit about your channel, what kind of stuff. Yeah, you so and- my, I just I, I basically do the same thing as you do, Chris. I just talk loads of crap about Tottenham, really. Like instant match reactions, how we feel about the game's gone past, what we can do to get better. It's, if, I, I talk, I, yeah, it's basically just you, you, same old generic... Uh, Tottenham channel, but um, no, I mean, I've got to bring technology into this place. Yeah, I think everyone has. I think everyone has a different element, and I tend to find that I, I I think I can bring a bit of. I, I, I find I can bring a bit of 
character to it. So, you know, that's, that, that's we, we all approach it in a different way. I've got my own unique way of doing things. You've got your own unique way of doing things. But yeah, if you're interested in seeing some more talk about Tottenham, come on over, subscribe to me. You can follow me over on Twitter, JTTG1882. Just to give a massive shout out to Bobsburg, who has been watching. Bobsburg, I hope you get well. I hope you get well soon, brother. I know it's uh, it's been a long journey, but it's not it's not over yet. So all the best, man. And we, we we can't wait to have you back. And yeah, a massive shout out to Brad, who's just been in, and uh, best of luck on your retirement, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Very well said with those uh, two points on Bob and uh, Brad, and I completely echo both of those. Uh, but yeah, so thanks to Brad, obviously, who's just had to head off. Um, yeah, and a uh, uh, last comment from George. Kane to put Burnley away before half-time. Oh, Optimistic, I, I love it. Yeah, I, yeah same here, but uh, don't do it to yourself, George. Don't do it to yourself. Um, but yeah, uh, many thanks to, a uh, uh, great thanks to Brad, who was on before, had been on plenty of times. And Josh, welcome back to the show. Pleasure having Cheers, you buddy. on. Welcome anytime. Well, it's going to be the polar yeah. opposite. Brad's going to be more of a free spirit because he's leaving work and I'm going back to work. So it's <laughs> like he's, one leaves and another door opens. But there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great having you both on. Pleasure uh, having you Cheers, on. Uh, welcome anytime. Thanks to everyone in the chat. And uh, yeah, Alan, uh, see you on the next one. Hopefully you'll be on. I'll, I'll message you on WhatsApp because I saw you messaged me about that. Um, yeah, give me a couple of minutes. And uh, thanks to everyone watching and everyone who uh, listens and, and adds comments. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. We're 191 subscribers at the moment. It'd be great to get to 200 by the Burnley game. Uh, and then we can hit the, try and get to the next target. It really helps the channel. Then go into the description, get a Josh Tottenham guy, go on to uh, YouTube there and do the same for him. Hit the subscribe, go watch his uh, videos, hit the likes as well. There you uh, go. Yeah, be back on Friday. Hopefully looking forward to a third win out of three at Leeds after beating Burnley. But it's going to be a real tough game. It's going to be a real scrappy game. It would not surprise me if that's only 1-0 to someone or even a 0-0. I, I don't think there'll be many more than two goals in the entire game. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we really need to cut those mistakes out, be clinical and get Kane, Kulisevsky, Son on the ball and because they showed what they can do against C, absolutely deadly if you give them a chance. So hopefully yeah. that happens back on Friday, hopefully with another, uh, you know, positive uh, show and not a negative one like we've had for the last two home games. But yeah, here's hoping and come on, you Spurs. Come on, Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!